welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 226th time on this Good Friday, April 2nd, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, The Era of Stoked. A few weeks ago, I talked about sea monkeys in the hashtag portion of the episode, and that's when I got an idea. I could make an episode out of this. So that's exactly what we're doing. We're focusing on the 2000s, the era that I grew up in. Obviously, as you can probably tell, I don't remember much of that because I was a child during a lot of that time, but we'll dive in anyway. Hop on the nostalgia train. We're going full steam ahead. First up, let's discuss a bit of what you're listening to this podcast on iPods or iPhones, maybe even an MP3 player. Possibly you like it a bit old school. Why are we talking about MP3 players? Well, in 2000, that form of tech took a massive leap into the mainstream. Laptops were essentially stereos, and that made some artists and record labels mad because of the prevalence of sites like Napster, which we've discussed on the podcast before. But essentially, if you've never listened to those episodes, what happened was those sites let people illegally download music from the internet before they were released into record stores, and thusly created a vacuum where the artists weren't getting paid for their work in intellectual property. If it was me... I wouldn't be gentle either. They came down hard with several lawsuits. But at the same time, I can see how this is a pretty good thing. MP3 players and file-sharing websites opened the door up for podcasts and iTunes and so much else we have at our disposal today. So I can really see the negatives and positives here, both sides of the coin. Moving on. This next thing is pretty deep, so we'll spend a little bit of time here. A documentary called Fast Food Nation, which I imagine is something similar to the film Super Size Me that I watched in elementary school because our health teacher forced us. Seriously, we had no other option. The links to both of those trailers are in the description, by the way. So here's how it went. It was based on a book written in 2001 and made into a movie five years later in 2006. The main goal of it was to expose the fast food industry for what it really is and was at the time. That being more than just a greasy burger and a night full of heartburn and regrets. Supposedly, the fast food industry has more than just an impact on your health. Whether it be through politics or banking or maybe even sports, it seems there wasn't and possibly still isn't a sector of our world that Ronald Disproportionately Large Shoes McDonald hasn't gotten his hands into. It's got a 3.7 out of 5 on Goodreads, so it might be worth looking into. And you can bet I'll have a link in the description if you want to try it out. My position on something like this is rather in between because it'll either scare the pants off you until you do something about it or you'll just let it wash over you like water on a duck's back. There's really no in between in my thought process because things like that are designed to make you feel weird. It's kind of part of the appeal. It's part of what draws people in. Take those Sarah McLaughlin commercials with the abandoned dogs and cats, for example. Those kind of things make you want to get out there and help. And honestly, I admire that. And I'd probably be more appreciative of the efforts made by the researchers if I didn't have such a deep-rooted and emotionally invested relationship with fast food when I was a kid. And that's also part of the reason why I didn't enjoy those documentaries as a kid, because I thought that they were trying to change me. I didn't realize that those things were meant to help, because I think we can all agree that as kids, we made some pretty poor eating decisions. And now that we know better, now that we've seen those documentaries for what they really are, instead of... So wait a second. These guys have the audacity to tell me I can't eat bacon. How dare they? 
we can see that they were just trying to help, trying to make the world a healthier place one classroom at a time. And I can really appreciate that, even if the whole supersize me thing was just a slight bit off-putting and cringy. Well, hindsight is 2020, you know. Let's camp out over in the realm of weird toys for a second, because I found something when doing research for this episode that I just cannot pass up. Something that I didn't grow up with, but it's just too strange to ignore. Something called Aquadots. It doesn't sound all that bad, and maybe to your 10-year-old self sounds kind of fun, until you realize that these things were recalled because a lot of kids in the early 2000s just started eating these like candy. This isn't the weirdest thing in this episode, I'll admit. I'm just mainly putting it in here because there was a recall because kids ate them. And that's kind of not what you're supposed to do. But anyway, what were Aquadots? Well, they were made by Spin Master and they were on shelves for just a half year run from April to November of 2007. And basically the gist of these things were that you could craft different things with them when you got them wet. Like you could spray them with a water hose and build all sorts of stuff with them. And in that way, they kind of remind me of Orbeez. Do you remember those? Those commercials ran everywhere on Teen Nick when I was a kid, like from maybe eight years old to 11 years old. I would see that commercial everywhere. It was like a spa thing with beads and you could put your feet in there or your hands in there and it was supposed to be soothing or something. And that makes sense, I guess. I never really got that. I didn't grow up around it. I only remember it from the commercials, so I can't really testify to the effectiveness of the soothing qualities of Orbeez. But all I know is that Aquadots remind me a lot of them because it's basically the same principle and I think maybe that they're by the same company. Anyway, they sold about 4.2 million units before being recalled in November of 2007. So overall, I'd say they had a pretty good run, despite the whole last bit of their run when the product got recalled. But overall, I'd say it was for a good reason, because if kids are swallowing toys, that that's probably not good for their health. And lastly, we come to movies. As we all know by now, Napoleon Dynamite is a national treasure and should be preserved at all costs. It's got everything. Drama, romance, laughter, and some weird karate instructor wearing an American flag as pants for some reason. Out of all that came the Vote for Pedro t-shirt. You know the ones that they made in the movie? Yeah, those were actually on sale, and I wonder where I can get one. When I was writing the script for this episode, I thought that it was just something from the movie, but I would be wrong, because according to Dictionary.com, and I'll link it in the description so you believe me, there's an actual definition beyond the scope of the film to vote for Pedro. It means to make a protest vote, whether in politics or American Idol, taking a stand for Pepsi against Coke in a poll on the internet that no one will know you took unless you share it on Facebook, which we all know you probably will, or voting against tearing down your favorite restaurant at Town Hall to make room for a parking garage in your hometown. I could go on and on all day, but that would be kind of pointless. But you get what I'm saying though, right? It seems Pedro Sanchez sparked a movement for change years beyond the movie from right under our noses. Who knew that would happen? Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.